Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 3rd of August, and as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with scores on the doors, and it wasn't a very nice score on any door last night in the US markets. Dow Jones closing down 348 points or just under 1%, 35,283. It had a high, if you can call it that, of minus 79 and a low of minus 404. So at least it was slightly off the lows, 50 points or so, but certainly not a particularly good day. NASDAQ taking it hard as well, down 310 points or 2.17%, 13,973 slipping below the 14,000 level. The S&P 500 clinging to 4,500, down 63 points or 1.38%. In the middle for Diddle, 45.13 there. VIX Volatility Index had a big night, uh, but it was coming off extraordinary low levels, all things considered. And we talked about how cheap insurance had got Recently, 13 on the VIX, uh, very cheap. Uh, Risk uh, insurance, very cheap in the US, despite all the hazards out there. But it did rally last night, 15.5%, back up to 16.1%. Still not exactly uh, racing away, but uh, those people punting on the VIX will no doubt be happy with that. The ASX by Futures, following on from that 96-point drubbing yesterday, uh, down another 58 points today, or 0.8 of a percent, 72.41. The big casualty yesterday was the banking sector. We had that big bank basket falling quite heavily. Uh, the banking index was down 2%. Resources, not quite as bad, but still pretty bad, uh, down 1.2% for resources yesterday. So nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, as Martha would say. In our index, uh, we also saw, of course, European markets pretty much following on uh, from Asian market weakness yesterday in our own market weakness. Uh, And surprisingly, pretty much 1.3% across the board for the stock 600, the FTSE, Germany and France. Spain slightly weaker, 1.8% down for Spain. Yesterday in Asia, China was down 0.9%, Japan down 1.5%, Hong Kong taking it bad, down 2.5%. But some of those uh, Asian markets have been rallying quite hard. And of course, the Dow has been rallying quite hard as well, as we know. In terms of bond yields in the US, 10-year bonds, 4.09%. Two years, 4.885. The Aussie 10-year, 4.03. Bitcoin sliding a little bit, not much, 29157 Aussie dollar not doing too well at the moment. 65.37 US dollar index up 0.28%. That's despite the Fitch ratings downgrades to AA+. Don't forget that the S&P downgraded the US credit rating from AAA 10 years ago. And more on that in the strategy piece this morning. All right, turning to US stock specifics. Uh, NVIDIA down 4.8%. AMD down 7%, Netflix down 2 Meta down 2.6%, Tesla down 2.7%, Amazon down 2.6%, Alphabetti Spaghetti down 2.5%, Microsoft down 26 Apple 
down 1.5. No love for tech space stocks. U.S. banks as well under pressure. J.P. Morgan down 1.1. Bank of America down 1.4. Wells Fargo down 1.3. Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley nearly 2% easing as well. CBA overseas. This is quite a big move. I'll wait to see whether it does happen here or whether it was just very thin overseas. But CBA was down 4.58%. UBS used to be smart in Europe, down 2.5%. Barclays down 3.3%. And Deutsche down 2.3%. So very much uh, the banks under pressure, not only in Australia, but also overseas as well. Now, of course, all the talk last night was in that Fitch downgrade of the US long-term foreign currency issuer default rating to AA plus from AAA. And that really did set the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, We saw the uh, markets across the board uh, very much easier. We did also see talking heads like Larry Summers and uh, Mohammed El Aryan uh, lambasting the Fitch decision, with Summers calling it bizarre and inept, and El Aryan perplexed by the timing. Uh, We also saw some of the uh, high-profile analysts and Jamie Dimon coming out as well uh, with uh, much criticism on that. He called it downright ridiculous, and says it doesn't really matter. So uh, there we go. That was uh, what Jamie Dimon had to say. He still said it is ridiculous that other countries are rated higher than the US when they depend on the stability created by the US and its military. So there we go. He said it was uh, preposterous. Anyway, we'll wait and see. After the falls in the US, stock futures in the US little changed as I'm recording this podcast. We've got the Dow futures up 29 points. After hours, Qualcomm has slipped around 7% after it missed analyst expectations. And NASDAQ down more than 2%. Worst day since February for the index. NASDAQ futures currently up a whole point after hours. So that is uh, not exactly pointing the way to any kind of serious rebound in the US market. We did get a little bit of data out from the US with the ADP July report showing private payrolls rose by 324,000. That was significantly above the 183,000 consensus, but way below June's 497,000. We also get uh, the big jobs number on Friday. The Russell 2000 down 1.4% last night, and the Toronto Stock Exchange fell 1.5% yesterday. All right, well, looking across to the commodity sector, we had uh, some good news, I guess, for inflationary people. Brent crude down 2.9%, $2.50, WTI back below 80 bucks a barrel, eighty-seven, 2.3% easier, 79.45. Gold under a little bit of pressure on the strengthening US dollar, down $10.50 or half a percent, 1933.6. Platinum down 1.2%. Silver down 2.4%. Copper on the LME down 1.6%. Nickel getting smacked down 3.5%, aluminium down 1.7%, zinc down 2.7%, lead surprisingly up 0.4%, and tin down 1.4%. Iron ore down 0.8% after that fall the previous day. Dalian iron ore futures as well down 2.2%, and we saw coal slightly higher as well. In resource stocks overseas, BHP down 2.1%, Rio down 2.7%, Glencore down 1.9, Freeport McMoran down 2.7, Vale 1.6, 
Arbomile, 2.5% down. Sigma Lithium, down 2%. And Livent, down 2.8% there on uh, the commodity stocks over in the US. So we are set for a bit of a weaker opening, to say the least. 58 points down as far as the SPY goes. Looking at news this morning coming out now, market, and it's, of course, earnings season now starting to kick off. Uh, the S&P 500 having that worst day since April. Uh, some of the news coming out this morning. Bellevue Gold said it's encountered exceptionally high-grade gold hits during the drilling program at its namesake project in WA. And we also have this morning um, one of the um, Oxford Economics guys, Sean Langcake, said Australia to avoid a technical recession in 2024. He remains bullish on Australia's chances of navigating the next year without entering a technical recession, which is consecutive quarters of negative growth. Remember, that is the official definition of a recession, two quarters of consecutive negative growth. All right, looking at other things happening today in our market, let's run through a few of the ones. Uh, we've got uh, Argosy Minerals providing results of test pumping works conducted at Rincon. Uh, confirmed brine can be economically abstracted from the deep sand aquifer. Uh, Link Administration, numbers out this morning, reports preliminary FY operating NPATA of 89.3 million. Uh, the market was going for 93 million, so a little bit underwhelming there. We did get uh, revenue 1.23 billion, and uh, we have seen uh, operating EBITDA 273 against 275.7. The market was going for so a little bit underwhelming. Uh, James Hardy Industries announces exclusive national relationship with DR Horton, and we also have seen today. Evans and Partners has reinitiated re coverage of the Lottery Corp with a neutral recommendation, earth-shattering there. Uh, Santos and WDS Woodside have been downgraded by JP Morgan, has downgraded the whole energy sector as um, part of their review. Uh, Sites valuation concerns following a strong sector rally in we recent weeks. Santos downgraded to neutral from overweight. Target has been increased to $8.30 from $8.20, and Woodside Energy has been downgraded to underweight from neutral, target increase to $36.30 from $35.50. Orica has been upgraded to a buy from a neutral at City, a target increase to $17.50, sorry, $17.45 from $17, which gives it a 12% upside there. In other news, we have got Janus Henderson, uh, they've got a uh, Q&A call summary after their results after hours. Management is enthusiastic about the potential for PrivaCore and its democratisation of private alternatives. Uh, revenue for management fees 423.5, which was below estimates of 428.4. Performance fees uh, non-existent really, uh, so not good there. Operating expenses as well higher. Uh, 398.6 versus uh, the market going for 324.2. So probably not such good news uh, there for Janus Henderson uh, on the market there. De Grey has been initiated outperform at RBC Markets. Target price at $1.80, which gives it a 34% upside there. 
And that is about it so far this morning. Well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, nasty day yesterday and obviously a soft day in store for us today. Banking sector very much in focus uh, today yet again. That big bank basket's really suffering uh, on the markets yesterday. We do have Judo Banking Services PMI and the balance of trade numbers today. Of course, we've got Amazon and Apple numbers coming out in the US tonight. So that'll be interesting there. We've got some Kaixing Services PMI as well. And uh, we also get the Bank of England interest rate decision uh, tonight as well in Europe. So plenty going on, plenty to look at, plenty of excitement abounds in our market as usual. Well, that's it. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.